0: welcome back to the becoming ceo podcast where we decide every single day to become the ceo we were created to be over here we're low-key ratchet and high-key saved okay Listen, I know what it feels like to have the hugest to-do list, feel super unclear on what to do next in your business, download all the freebies, and still be stuck at square one. And darling, that's over for you today. Hey boo, I'm Kay Hillman. I'm a scientist turned five-figure photographer turned marketing and business strategist for female service providers building profitable businesses. I'm the coach for confused peeps. Boo-vang, it's time to ditch the hustle. Listen close, darling, as I snatch your mindset, clarify your messaging, and drop marketing gems. When you roll with me, you'll gain clarity, and sales as you become the highest version of yourself. Let's get this money. Oh my gosh, boo. Can you believe the year is almost over? I am literally just shook at how fast 2021 has gone by. Girl, I almost like skipped to the next year. But anyway, I'm just like blown away by how fast this year has gone by. I feel like as a mom, the days are long, but it's like once you blink the whole year is over and you're like what the heck is going on like King is about to have another birthday and then it's just a lot of craziness i'm about to turn 30 won't 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 like <laughs> what is life anyway the year's almost over and now is the time to start talking about the new year and planning for the new year. And there is just so much I do to get prepared for the new year. And I just wanted to share like a few of the key things that I review and that I look at to help me craft a plan for the upcoming year. So it's just like random things. Well, not random, but it's just like my system, my process for just like really planning out a solid idea or plan or strategy for the upcoming year. One thing I will say is that this plan always changes. And that's the funny thing. Like when I do this with clients or with myself, like the plan always changes and it's because life happens, right? And so one thing I'm gonna say is that while I am sharing how you can plan for the new year, how I plan for the new year, I just wanna remind you to give yourself some grace as the year rolls in and you have different ideas or things change or life happens and you just decide to pivot or change. But at least doing this lets you kind of reflect on Your current year while also looking to the future to figure out what it is that you may or may not want to do next. So let's talk about this. Usually for me, planning for the new year is about a two or three day process. It takes me a bit of time because I really do deep dive into what happened this year while also being really intentional about planning for the upcoming year. So the first thing I do is I start with a review of the current year. So day one, I spend reviewing all my stuff, all my goals and everything that I had for 2021, okay? So on day two, that's when I plan out like the upcoming year based off of just like whatever I was thinking about and my review from day one. And then on day three, I create my new business tracker. I put dates on the calendar. I redo or review my marketing strategy just to make sure that it's still supporting my overall yearly plan. So that's what the three days look like. I'm gonna break it down a little bit more though. So first I sit down and I review the previous year and I ask myself a lot of questions and I look over a lot of different things because I'm kind of like doing my final counts. I usually try to do this like the last week of the year or like right before Christmas because I'll have my December numbers. You know, obviously December numbers can change, but, you know, usually around the 15th, I'm like chucked out of my business. So shortly after that, I'll sit down. So I'll sit down, let's just say on the 20th and I will look at my goals and I'm going to ask myself, what did I achieve? What went well? What needs improvement? What will I continue doing? And what am I going to stop doing? Basically what I'm doing is I'm looking at my goals and I'm trying to assess what worked, what went well, and what doesn't feel aligned for me anymore. And this is really important for me because sometimes I will set these goals and I'll realize, you know, like at the end when I'm reflecting like, wow, that goal wasn't in integrity or, you know, the way that I went about doing this, I actually don't like that. So I'm not going to do that again. So by looking at my goals and just being objective about like what happened, even when I don't quote unquote reach a goal or hit a goal. I look and I assess to figure out, okay, what did I like? What didn't I like? And was this goal really in line with my values or in line with the direction that God was taking me in this year? Because obviously we can create these plans, but God's plan, like we don't know. So it's like, it could literally just blow up in our face the next day. So I always try to be pretty objective, but also to really pray and be intentional about what happened when it came to my goals? And what do I want to take into the new year when it comes to my goals? So the next thing I look at is I check my revenue goals. So I look at my finances and y'all, I'm like super detailed with my numbers. I am currently using Google Sheets. I know that's like so janky. People are using like all other kind of stuff, but I still kind of manually, well, I don't manually track everything, but most stuff I manually track because when I want to look at certain things, it's easier for me to see it in my own tracker. So, I look at my finances just to see if I hit my revenue goals. And I look at it in two different ways. I look at it as did I hit my revenue goal as a whole for the year? And then did I hit my revenue goal each month? And that's really good because sometimes you notice that you do really good with sales, let's say first and third quarter, but second quarter is kind of mediocre and fourth quarter is just trash. And that's really good to know because when you are planning out your launches and all that kind of stuff, for the upcoming year, you can make sure you line it up with your best selling seasons. So it's important to look at not just your overall revenue goal for the year, but also what your revenue goals were for each month and how well you did. And just see if there are any trends that you can see and how you sell and make money. Now, it doesn't mean that you know, just because you make money your first and third quarter that you can't make money second and fourth. But for me, I use it as an indicator to say, okay, I'm going to do my best strongest launches first and third quarter. And then I'm going to challenge myself second and fourth quarter. Right now. um, I don't think that's how my year went this year, but that's just an example. So after I look at my revenue goals and I look at my expenses just to see like how much did I spend this year? I'm always curious about how much I spend investing in like coaching and like learning like my education and this year was the first year that did I set a budget this year? No, I didn't. So this upcoming year, so 2022 will be the first year that I'm going to set a budget for investing in coaching because this year y'all I'm I'm going to be so shook like I'm probably going to be sick when I see how much I spent on coaching this year. And I thought it was a bad thing. Like I feel like all my coaching investments were really good, but I know I spent a lot of money on coaching and just like further educating myself. But anyway, I check my expenses. I also hired a team this year. So that's going to be something to look at as well. But I look at that and then I check my profit. So I'm I'm comparing my expenses to my revenue just to see like, what did I profit this year? And then at the end of looking at all the money, I'm going to ask myself, what went well? What needs improvement? What will I continue to do? And what am I going to stop doing when it comes to how I'm making money, specifically like maybe how I'm selling? or the goals that I'm setting when it comes to my revenue goals. Because one thing I did this year that was really exciting is that I set a revenue goal, but really I was setting a people goal. Like I set a goal of, this is how many people I want to serve this year. And I know for a fact I already hit that number. So it makes me feel really good to know that I made the impact that I wanted to make. And so now I'm excited to see how the numbers fall. And that's something I'm going to take into the next year with me. But I'm also going to set higher or bigger revenue goals. Just because I feel like I didn't push myself as hard to make money this year. And I don't that sound what's so crazy because like I made really good money this year, but I just really want to challenge myself. And so I want to encourage you, if this year you focus on revenue goals, next year, just humor yourself and set a people goal, an impact goal. And of course, on the back end, like you're obviously gonna make the money because you're getting these clients, you're serving these people. But maybe just shifting your perspective of not focusing on the dollar amount, but focusing on souls. That may be a little bit more helpful and that may help you actually hit your overall revenue goal. So just so like a idea for you to try out. And the next thing I look at is I look at my offers. So I look at what offer brought in the most income. What brought in the least? What offers do I enjoy and not enjoy? And from there, I kind of streamline or i will decide like okay i'm gonna promote this i'm not gonna promote that like i every year i look at my offers and something always changes and so i'm actually really excited about next year because next year i am like getting rid of so much stuff because like this year i didn't sell a bunch of different things this year but i had a bunch of different offers that were available and i realized that for me mentally that was overwhelming so next year i'm streamlining i'm like stripping it all down and you know like In terms of coaching, there's only going to be like one or two ways to work with me there. And then in the agency, there's only going to be like one or two packages. Like I'm really streamlining it so that I don't feel overwhelmed with thinking of all these different things that I have available for sale. And I'm adding a digital, what is it? A digital shop. So I'm going to have digital products, which I'm really excited about. I have one that's coming out. It should be out probably by the time this episode is out. And it's called Content to Sales. And I am so excited because it's literally showing you how to... Take your content and turn it into sales. Like the process of using these different platforms like email, blog, podcast, Instagram, Facebook groups, like how to create content and how to create strategies for these platforms that are going to lead to sales. And I'm just so like, yes, 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 this is gonna be bomb. And I have a couple of other fun digital products that are gonna come out. So, anyway. I'm saying all this to say that every year at the end of the year, I just look at my offers to figure out what brought me in money, what didn't. And just because an offer didn't bring in money, that does not mean that I'm going to X the offer. It just means that maybe I need to rethink what the offer is, the messaging behind the offer, or maybe it means that I just don't want to do it anymore. And then also like last year, I realized, oh no, this year, actually, I realized that one of the programs that I was selling I didn't enjoy that program anymore. So I cut it and I put it inside of the Becoming CEO Society. And y'all, I'm I'm like trying to watch my words because I don't know if I have, like, I don't know if I would have launched the new name, but we are officially going to be renaming and rebranding the lifetime experience. So I'm like, I'm just, there's so much going on, so much going on. And that's what happens when the end of the year comes and I'm looking at my offers and I'm just fine tuning what's happening. So that's there. Two more things that I do um, when it comes to, and this is all on day one, two more things that I do when it comes to reviewing the year. So one, I review my launches and my rollout strategy for my offers. So when it comes to launches or when it comes to just like how I announced that I was open for new clients or whatever, I look at, again, what did I like, not like, what worked, what didn't work. And what will I bring into the new year and what will I leave? And what I mean by this is sometimes I do things and it's like an experiment and I just want to test it out or whatever. And sometimes it's like it hits, like it pops and I'm like, oh shoot, I'm going to do this again. But then there are other things that maybe I have been doing, but it's just not effective for me anymore or it doesn't feel, I'm not going to say in integrity, but it just doesn't feel like exciting to me anymore or whatever. And so in those cases, I may decide not to bring that strategy with me or bring that tactic with me so I look at my launches and I just kind of think through like how did the launch go where did I hit my slump you know where did I see the most success what brought me in you know the most clients or the most sales or whatever so I really review my launches with a fine-tooth comb and I think that's another reason why I don't launch a ton because it's a lot of work to go through your launches and figure out like what worked what didn't work what went wrong all that jazz but I do that and then the last thing I do is I check in with my three-year, five-year, and 10-year vision. So I have written out a vision statement. It's a very um, big vision statement, actually. My vision statement is focused on supporting a very specific number of people. And I also have a goal of helping a certain percentage of those people hit six figures and hit seven figures. And so I look at my three, five and 10 year vision to figure out like, okay, am I on track with helping this number of people make six figures? Am I on track with, you know, hiring these types of people or whatever, right? So I look at that and then I look at, or I ask myself what needs to change and who do I need to become in order to stay on track in the upcoming year? So one thing that I learned this past year, but actually it's been two years. This has been a two-year lesson for me, or I've been on this journey, I guess, for two years. But one thing that I realized is that I had to become the healthiest version of myself mentally, which meant I had to heal from a lot of childhood trauma a lot of generational trauma, and it's a process, right? Like it doesn't happen overnight. But at the end of the day of, you know, reviewing my previous year, I like to just look at and see who do I need to become in order to continue to walk in the purpose and walk in the path that God has for me. And so this year, something that was really big for me, something that I knew I had to shift or become more of is that I had to get that connected with my faith. So not that I lost my faith or anything, but you know, life happens. I had just had King. Things were like really crazy and chaotic. And there was a panorama you know, I just, I felt like I was separated at times from God. And so I feel like this year was just, it was really important for me to make sure that I was committing my time to him. And so when I say who I need to become in order to stay on track, it really is about looking at my life holistically, but also looking at the things that I'm doing in my business to make sure that I am walking in alignment with what my vision is. All right. So that was day one. That was all the stuff for day one. So day two, this is when I like actually start writing out my plan for the new year. So I start out with creating my top five. These are my top five goals. At most, I'll do seven goals for the year. I try not to do too many goals. Like this year, I think I only did five. And then last year, I think I did like maybe seven. So I try to stay between five and seven. But when I set a goal, I ask myself, why am I setting this goal? And then I write down specific tactics to help me reach the goal in the upcoming year, as well as like any tentative due dates. So if I set a goal, I'll like just say like, you know, this is the goal. These are some of the things that I need to do to hit this goal. And I need to do these things by this date or I want to hit this goal by this date. And I try to break it up so that like all the goals aren't due at the same time. Then I create my revenue goals. So my revenue goals are not included in my top five goals. Although usually my top five goals, they support obviously the revenue goal. So I set my revenue goal. And then while doing that, I write out my expense budget for the year. So this is based off on my monthly expenses, like in terms of team, any kind of programs and coaching that I'm going to invest in. And then just a little bit extra, just in case like I want to buy everything that I see in a Facebook ad, which is totally a real thing for me. So that's one thing. Then I also write out like how much do I want to profit for the year? Because how much I want to profit for the year versus how much I need to make in revenue versus like what my minimum goal is. Like those are all three different numbers. So I like to write down like what is my profit number for the year? Like how much do I want once taxes is out, once everybody's been paid, like how much money do I want to have left? Then I factor in like 25% for taxes. And then at the end, I know what my total revenue goal is for the year. So I'm mapping everything out so that I can say, okay, this year, I need to make this much money in order to hit all these different money goals or revenue goals. And then after that, the next thing that I start planning is I start planning out my offers and my launch plans or my launch strategy. So the day before, right, I looked at my offers and I was like, you know, what feels good? What doesn't? What do I want to keep? Whatever. One day two. that's when I plan out like, okay, these are the offers I'm going to focus on. This is when I'm going to launch them, et cetera, et cetera. So I can go ahead and actually talk about this. But this year I plan to focus purely on my lifetime group coaching experience. So that is going to be BCEO and I'm focusing on digital products. So those are going to be my two main focuses. I'm still toying with the idea of doing a mastermind, but that's tentative. So I'm only going to create launch strategies for BCEO, the lifetime experience and the digital products. I'm not going to create a launch strategy for the mastermind yet because I don't know if I'm really going to do it. I will decide like Q2, like when I check in for Q3, I will decide then if I want to do the mastermind. And then at that time, I'll work on the strategy. But for right now, I only have to strategize for the CEO, the lifetime experience, and then the digital products, which that's going to be really fun because this will be the first year. So 2022 will be the first year that I focus on digital products. So I'm really excited about taking you guys on that journey. So when I am deciding on my offers and doing like launch plans and strategy, it's literally a rough outline. I'm setting dates, I'm jotting down like ideas of things on how I want the launch to go, but obviously it's subject to change because again, life happens. Like last year, I didn't know I was going to be having a baby. So, you know, there was just like all kinds of things that will come up and have, well, no, it was last year or year before, whatever year I was pregnant with King. I didn't, obviously I didn't know, like I wasn't planning for that. So life happens, things happen. But during this time, I just try to give myself a rough outline. That way, when the time does come for me to, you know, really map out my strategy and map out my plan, I already have like my dates and all these ideas when I was in like the most creative state, which I'm usually really creative when I'm doing planning for the new year. Anyway, let's keep this thing going. So after I do my offers and my launch planning, then again, I look at my three, five and 10 year goal. And I ask myself, what three to five things do I need to prioritize in the upcoming year to reach my three year goal? Or whichever goal is like the closest one. So I think I'm currently working on the three year goal. Yeah. So this year I'll be working on this year's the last year of three year goal. So figuring out what three to five things do I need to prioritize this year to actually hit that three-year goal. And then after that, I start mapping out my profit plan. Now this rolls over into day three. with my profit plan, basically I'm looking at my offers and I'm just figuring out how many sales do I need to hit my goals. And this is when I start reworking my pricing. So sometimes I, especially at this time, I start to really think through, you know, does the pricing align with my goals but also doesn't align with what the actual offer is because this year I did something really interesting and I lowered the prices of some things and raised the prices of others because I realized that some offers were it wasn't that they were priced too high but it was it was just out of the reach of my ideal client so I believe when it comes to pricing that I should stretch you not stress you so some of my offers were like stressing people and I was like, yeah, no, this is not going to work. But then other offers, I was like, oh no, this price is definitely going to go up because there's so much more in here or there's so much more I have to do or whatever. So anyway, I start mapping out my profit plan. This moved me into day three. So day three, I create my profit plan spreadsheet and it's a whole spreadsheet that I have that helps me track my business goals, my revenue goals, my sales goals. And it's really robust. Like it's a lot of stuff that's happening in this spreadsheet and it all revolves around You know, looking at my offers, looking at the number of sales, looking at my goals, reworking the pricing if it needs to be reworked, but also looking at my marketing strategy, like my actual marketing plan. So I have a very robust marketing plan. I think we talked about this in the last episode a little bit, but I am a huge believer in having a actual, like a legitimate marketing plan, a legitimate marketing strategy, not, oh, I do social media or, oh, I post on social. Like, no. And I'm not talking about your content calendar. I'm talking about how does your business generate new leads. How do you sell? Like, how was your business making money? What is that process? What is your customer journey? Like all those things. So I take day three as a time to review my marketing strategy, make sure that it supports the yearly plan that I've created, but also make sure that it supports my goals and gives me that freedom that I need to accept divine inspiration when it comes because obviously the year like i don't know what's in store for me next year so i like to keep space so that god can do his thing right so i can give god some room you know to be like all right we're partners like let's do this also i use this time day three to to think about and to pray about what needs to change in my marketing. So this year, something actually really scary happened to me where I realized that God was calling me to stop using scarcity. Scarcity used to be my number one, not my number one strategy, but scarcity and like deadlines used to be the one way that like, that was my go-to way of marketing and selling. And so this year God really convicted me on that. And he also convicted me on payment plans. So now when I do payment plans, I no longer inflate the price of a payment plan. And it's not that I was inflating the price. Let me be clear. But what I was doing is like, you know, normally when there's a payment plan, it's usually like $500 more or $1,000 more or something. But God really convicted me on that this year. And so now when I do payment plans, it's only like a few dollars different to cover like, you know, the, the little fees or whatever. But anyway. That's what I mean by like figuring out what needs to change in my marketing and figure out what needs to change in my strategy. And so I also just sit down and really like map out what are my objectives, what are my KPIs and then understanding what tactics I wanna focus on in the upcoming year. So that is everything. That is how I plan for the new year. That was probably a lot. Like, I wonder if I should do a video on this so that you can like see things because I mean, I'm like, maybe you are feeling like a little bit overwhelmed. Like I hope you wrote this stuff down. And maybe when you're sitting down doing your own planning for the year, listen to this episode again and take notes and really use this to help you plan out for the year because I promise you having a plan even if things change and not if even when things change you're going to have so much more confidence and you're going to be able to navigate the year better when you have a starting point and you have like Okay, this is the plan. This is my intention. It's something that you can pray over. Like after I do all this, I pray over, and I'm like God. I, you know, I pray before, of course, asking for that divine inspiration and that divine wisdom. But at the end, I just pray for confirmation. I pray for blessing and I pray for prosperity over this plan because it can be very easy to plan something out, and once one little thing goes wrong, you just you get discouraged. But sometimes it's not that. Things are going wrong, but that you're being redirected. And so it's important for me to have this plan, but also to, again, take God on as my partner and be like, you know what? I know that this is not going to go perfectly or as planned. It's probably going to exceed my expectations, actually, which is a blessing. And I am here to go along that ride. I'm here for that journey, which is why when I was talking about like the revenue goals and the money goals, sometimes it's better to set a goal on how many people do you want to impact versus a dollar amount. All right. I don't know where I left off because Kim totally woke up, but that is how I'm planning for the new year. I am super excited. And I just hope that you feel encouraged after listening to this, or maybe if you're overwhelmed, you just can like listen to this again and take it step by step, break it down and make your plan for the new year. And if you just want a little bit more like one-on-one help with this, feel free to reach out to me. We can do like a VIP day, boo. Or you can just join the lifetime coaching experience and there you can get all the help you need with doing this. Anyway, thanks for hanging out with me, Boothang. Until next time, I will talk to you later, darling. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on the gram at Mrs. K Hillman and let me know you're picking up what I'm putting down. Take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it in your stories and leave a Young Thug a review so I know it's real. May you walk in your purpose and call in each and every day to become the CEO and woman you were designed to be. Until next time, let's get this money.